Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Welcome to Your Hair Mentor, the podcast that fuels your passion, ignites your ambition, and propels your hairstyling career to new heights. I'm your host, Crystal, and together we'll explore the stories of industry leaders and experts unlocking their secrets to success. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and equipped with the knowledge to become a trailblazer in the hair world. In each episode, we dive deep into the lives of extraordinary individuals, sharing their triumphs, challenges, and pivotal moments. Through their stories, you'll gain actionable strategies to elevate your career. This podcast is your gateway to personal growth and business development. Discover the dynamics of building strong client relationships and unlocking the keys to business growth. I'm here to equip you with the essential skills to thrive behind the chair. Join the community of ambitious hairstylists who refuse to settle for anything less than greatness. Mm. Let's transform your career together one episode at a time. Get ready to be inspired, my friend. Welcome, welcome back, friends, for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast, where I'm your host and hair mentor, Crystal Green. What's up? Oh my gosh. Okay, so if any of you have ever been interested in a mobile beauty business, you're going to love this episode. I had an opportunity to interview someone who has a rockin' business with a mobile hair van, and she is just so inspiring and a pleasure to listen to, and so I'm very happy to introduce you to Carolina from Bubar Van, who is in, um, I believe she's in Miami. I'm going to have to double check that, but you'll hear it in the interview as well. And I know you are just going to love listening to her. So we're going to go ahead and just jump into that interview with her right now. 
I'm super happy to have you here today. And I want to make sure that I pronounce your name properly. Is it Carolina? It's Carolina. 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 See, I knew. I was like, mm, I, there's a little flavor in your voice. I can tell. So I was like, I'm going to say this wrong. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the what area of the country I'm traveling, sometimes I say Carolina. Okay. But as I, as I got older, I say Carolina because it's just easier. Okay. And can you tell me, like, where is your accent from? Where are you from originally? So I was born in Colombia, Barranquilla, Colombia. Okay. If I, may, if I may say the same city as Shakira and Sofia Vergara, we're all from the same city. Oh. Very small town. Okay. So and to pronounce your name properly would actually be Carolina or Carolina, right? Carol Carolina, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Carolina. Right. Carolina. Carolina. It sounds funny. <laughs> yes. And then my parents moved here when I was 15. I, I'm the oldest of four. My mom came here um, for fashion design. She was selling her her brand here and manufacturing here and all that. And then uh, that's how I grew up here. I went to high school here. And uh, so I've been, I, I have to say that I constantly say, if I have to go to war, I'll represent the United States, even though I don't like war. But if I do, I've been here in this country a lot longer than I was in mine. So yeah, I feel yeah. very American. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I love yeah. it. Um, and we'll get into what you're doing with your business in a second here. But where are you located now? Is it Florida? Is that right? Yes, I'm in Miami. Miami, in Miami. What's your temperature like there today? Is it hot? Today is probably 79. Oh, girl. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> humid, Man. though. Yeah. It's 79, but like cloudy and a little humid. But yeah. I like it. I love the heat. Yes. I like the heat, too, but I like the dry heat. I live in the desert, yes. and I, I love the, the dry. I'm in you? Reno, Nevada. Okay. Yeah, so it's like high desert temperatures. I think we're like mid 80s today, but dry. So I love the temperature there. Yeah, yes. it's beautiful. Yeah. I yeah, went I... to Las Vegas with my daughter last spring, and mm -hmm. we drove to Sedona. So mm. we had to cross the desert, and beautiful. I love the drive. Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I don't love about the weather here is it destroys my skin. Like my, you know, the dryness is so bad for your skin and your hair that mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I have to just put on so much lotion and moisturizer on everything. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, let's talk about the reason why I invited you here today, because you have a very interesting business model that I know my listeners would love to hear about. So I want to hear about what you're doing. And then I'd love to hear kind of like your story about what led you there. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so my mother became a hairdresser when she was 39. If I could just go quick into like the background of it, she moved here for fashion. She closed her factory in Colombia and opened a factory here in, in 89. And it was around the same time they opened like the negotiations with China and everything was being imported with China. And it was really hard for her to compete with their prices. So her business went bankrupt. Oh. And she was like, I'm not going back at all, you know, with four kids. I'm not going back to Colombia to start from like with nothing. And she started selling Mary Kay. Oh. <laughs> and then within like the two months, she got the car because she sold so much. She was she's a great salesperson. I had a lot of friends and and um, she got her car and then she kind of like fell in love with the whole cosmetic industry she loved like helping women and and I think the fact that she was helping other people it was helping herself because she got really depressed obviously when you're so successful in your country and you come to a new country she you have to do whatever you can mm -hmm. so she decided to go to beauty school at 39 
And uh, she became the breadwinner of the family. She supported the whole family and just from beauty school. And then my sister, who had gotten married very young after high school, she got divorced at 21 and she didn't know what she was going to do. She couldn't finish college. And then she started working with my mom as an assistant. And then she became a hairdresser. And then when I got pregnant at 32, I was working in TV. I was living in LA at that time, working, doing acting and trying to make it. Uh-huh. And then when I got pregnant, I didn't want to be in an industry that was so, um, um, I don't know what the words, but you, you kind of like rely on other people to, to see where your life goes. And I didn't want to be like that, being a mom. So I went to their salon and I worked with my mom and my sister in their salon. And then when my daughter was three weeks old, I decided to go to beauty school. So I always feel like this career has been amazing because we've all become hairdressers in the middle of like pain, like, you know, something that was really hard for all of us. And it's helped us. It really, it really, it's a fact that helping other people help, help you. Absolutely. Yourself when you help other people. So then um, working in family business is not easy. Then in 2016, um, when the whole salon suite started happening, my um, I went on my own and I opened a suite. And I remember telling my landlord, if you just please give me six months rent instead of one year. I want to try it out. It's my first time on my own. And, and then nothing. I was there for about um, five years in my own salon suite. And I did have a lot of clients that are always like, oh, will you come to my house? And so I would do it just to make the money and not say no. But I feel also that um, it was very hard to say no to people in this industry. I, I don't know if it had to do with when you feel like you're less than somebody else because you're a hairdresser or like hairdressers have something um, that we're almost like secondhand citizens for some reason. Right, and I don't know if it's just me, but I, but I just from the comments that I got from people all the time, like, why are you gonna go to beauty school? You're so much more than that, and I'm thinking like, what, like, what's more than a hairdresser? Really, this is a profession, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so passionate about changing the prices and telling people you're worth it. Do do charge what you're worth. It's not easy. Just holding the scissors, and the comb and the hair at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, talent. and that requires technique and it requires studying and it's, it is so much it's it's I, don't, I can't even I can't even explain how desperate I am because I see my mother now she's retired and um anyway that's another story but but when people always ask me to go to their houses and do the hair and I would go there to do let's say a haircut and a hair color and I was there for five hours oh wait I have to do this hold on the kids hold on the babysitter and I'm like sitting there waiting and waiting and then just I'm like no this is like I, I had to do something different and uh and I and I would imagine myself like what if I had a van when the whole van life was starting what mm-hmm. if I had a van and I built the salon and I started reading everything about it what was needed and I registered the name in 2018 but I was still very afraid to to launch it and and create the whole concept. And then when 2020 started, I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is an amazing idea. If I if I just had my van, I would be working right now. And uh, sadly, at that time, 
Um, do you need a break? Am I talking too much? No, 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 you're doing great. Okay. So then in 2020, um, I was in the middle of um, a few legal battles, including over the name of my of my salons, of my salon view bar. It had a different name previous to that. Oh. Um, and then uh, I was broke. When they told us that we couldn't open the suites, you know, when the pandemic started, I had $8 in my bank account. I have to find a screenshot because I have somewhere and share it. And I was thinking, how, what do I do? How do I make money to finally get my van ready and get a deposit and get the van? And I started delivering color immediately. I called my sales rep and I said, before you close, I need gloves, I need hair colors, I need bowls and everything. And I created a kit with disposable towel, towels that I had already purchased before COVID. And I started doing delivery of color. And I was, um, and that's how I started saving. And then I got a small loan from the Small Business Administration, got my deposit, got my van. And in June of 21, I was out working already with everything. Oh my gosh. So, Do you mind if I ask you how much uh, financially it took to get the van up and running? Because it looks like a really nice van. So for anyone that's listening, you have a mobile salon service in a van. Yes, so yes. I have a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, mm -hmm. the small version, because I didn't want to have trouble parking. <laughs> I wanted to be able to park everywhere I go. Good idea. And uh, I bought the passenger van because at the time that I went to get the vans, all the cars were, were very low. They were trying to get sell cars. Nobody was going out. And so I bought it a zero APR, which is great, no interest. And I put $5,000 down. That was part of the small business administration loan. And then I had saved money from delivering color. And I found a guy who was building food trucks. Ah. So then I we, we spoke and I realized that he was kind of an artist. So I said, you can help me build a salon. And we need it like this. We need water. I went through the whole... Florida State Department of Business and Professional Regulations to find out what was needed for the mobile salon. They have a requirement, you know, like 35 gallons of water. And they said that I don't need to have the bathroom in the van, but I have to have a bathroom within 600 feet. And, you know, since I go to my client's house, I'm like the bathroom's right there. I don't have to build a bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just put the minimum in my van. Like I don't have that many, I don't have drawers or many things, but the generator, I, I just had to build the minimum to be able to launch. And then now I'm at the point where I need to update certain things. So I'm working on that, but it's I'm just taking my time and kind of reinvesting on whatever I see that there's potential for growth. Mm -hmm. so. so do you think in, I mean, I'm assuming in doing this, you spent less investment upfront to build out your van than you would have if you were like signing a lease at a salon for like a year or something like that oh okay. yes yeah absolutely absolutely from i was actually thinking about this it's a good question because the salon suites where i was before um i was not saving much maybe less than 200 dollars a month between the van and the suite that i previously uh, rented but at least the van is mine and because i you know people don't think that you have to pay liability insurance and uh you have to pay commercial vehicle insurance because I have a corporation. So you have to be a commercial vehicle. The build out of the van, but then also you pay for gas. 
but you don't pay for, you know, utilities that you pay in a suite. And uh, you pretty much, I, let's say this, like I work less, but I make more the times that I work. And it allows me to have more time to build a business that is um, what I'm trying to do now. Like it gives me more time to build things in the computer. I build my own website. I like, I've become really good at branding and digital marketing because mm-hmm. I had to learn everything. Like I built my own website myself and I had to learn. So sometimes my social media is a little, yeah, but, but it works. And at, at the end of the day, people just want to see whatever they're entertained with. Yes. Now, I, I realized that when I share pictures of hair, there's like, yeah, nobody cares. But if I share a picture of me doing something completely off the business, they love it. So they just want to see like who's behind the brand, who's doing all this. And that's kind of like what, what I'm doing. I'm still doing everything on my own. Until I say I cannot do it anymore. Now I need to add one more person. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious when you had the idea to start the van, was there someone else that you were seeing do this? Or like, how did you think about the mobile career being something that could be viable? Um, I had seen barbers. I had seen a barber in California on okay. social media. And then after I got my van, I met another barber in Miami. But it's a little different because they don't really need to wash your hair. They can just spray you. And it's a little different concept. And guys are more casual casual about stuff like that. Like a guy can go to a barber and the other one sits there. Maybe they can park in a corner. Um, guys are very casual, but women are different. We are a little more, we like our space. We like a little more luxury right? We, mm-hmm. we like, this is like a little spa time, right? Privacy. Going to the salon. Yes, the privacy. Mm-hmm. And um, so at the convenience too, you know, being, I did everything by myself. I'm a single mom. So I had to think of what was convenient for me as far as time. Like I like to work out at a gym that's close to me. I like to live close to where my daughter goes to school. I like to make my day as convenient as possible to do as much as I can in one day. Yeah. So I don't like to waste time. Yeah, And that's when I thought of the van. And I also wanted people still, the online booking is still, um, it still needs work because this service is not one size fits all. It's not like ordering food. We're, we're working with techniques and, and uh, experience and a little bit of art as well. I know people think we're artists, but, but it's really, it's very technical. Everything, you can create art, but you need the technique to create the art, a good art. Yes. And, um, so I'm curious with scheduling, do you schedule more than one client a day? And like, how, how would you do that? Tell me how your schedule yes. looks. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my schedule, what I do is like when a client books me in one area, I block the whole day completely. And then when I get clients calling me, Hey, do you have anything available? Like the old clients are used to texting me and they're in that area. I can put them in that, in that area. I, I can see up to five people in a day, but then also when I have, let's say, a book with a friend or more than one service with someone in the house or or you get more than one service, that's when you start saving more. Like if it's uh, if I just go to you for a haircut, then it's more. But if I go to you for a haircut and color, then my prices go down a little bit. Um, I, I work in a way that I, I do a minimum per hour, but I don't charge clients per hour. When I first started in the van, I was charging per hour. 
And then I realized the moms were like, oh, I'm in a hurry, hurry up. I have to pick up my kid. And it's like, oh, no, they knew I was getting charged per hour. So they were trying to hurry me up. So now what I do, like I know how long it takes me to put the highlights and for the color to process. So I have an approximate time and it is per hour, but they don't know it. So let's say I do a basic um, highlights for just an example, $250 for half a head of highlights or yeah, something sure. like that. And then if they use, that includes one bowl of each. If they add more, like second bowls, $25, three bowls. So depending on that, that's going to increase the time according to the client's length and how long they want to be or how how much highlights they want. And that gives me my hourly rate, but they don't know it's per hour. That's just like my, yeah. It's kind of, yes. Uh-huh. It so, helps. Yeah. We should never tell our clients that we're charging per hour because sometimes they still cannot accept it. They can pay $800 for microblading, which is painting your eyebrows, but then they complain about paying $600 for a hair that we go to school for a whole year and it just takes so much product and so much time. Um, yeah. yeah, we our hair industry needs to change a lot. We have a long way to go. It can be really confusing for consumers too. Yes, yes, because they're um, not used to it. No, especially not. like my my clients that are women over thirty with kids and you know yeah. gray hair and so temporary to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm curious with uh with your scheduling because you have to travel to people's houses. Um, yes. How do you factor in? travel time and like the the like gas cost to get to and from. I asked this because uh, at one point in time, I thought I wanted a mobile salon business and I had no idea how I would even think about that being part of the service cost. Yeah, I don't really do the, the mileage. I just practically do the distance. And if it takes me more than 30 minutes and depending on the time they want the appointment. So, oh, another thing, since I started my van, I don't work Saturdays anymore. Mm. And I don't want to change it. I offer a Saturday before Mother's Day and no one called me to do the Saturday. Mm. So I'm happy. I work Mondays through Fridays mm-hmm. and Mondays are actually pretty busy for me because people want to get go to the beach on the weekend and then they want to get the hair done on Monday. Before, when I used to book people on Saturday, and the day was nice. They would call me and be like, oh, I'm not feeling well, but I'm, I know the day was nice. You want to go to the beach. You want to get, you don't want to get your hair done. I already <laughs> know that. So they have plans for the boat on the weekends. And so I, I enjoy having that time. Um, so what I do is um, if I have to drive more than 30 minutes, I charge a travel fee, $50 flat rate. And then there's certain areas that I don't go to, but if the client really likes my work, they will, if they want to come to me in the van, I park the van in a central area and then they come to me. So I usually park at a client's, let's say I have a client that has a boutique and I park the van in front of her boutique and then the other client comes and then they, they can use the restroom. They can see where they want to shop. And But most of the times I go to people's houses or office, mm-hmm. but a lot of, I, I do professionals. I also do young people that are working virtual and a lot of busy moms. Mm-hmm. They do their kids, their husband, whole family. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see from like the client's perspective, it's amazing. Are you kidding me? You'll come to yeah. my house and do my hair and I could like do the laundry in between when I'm processing or something like, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, you know, and, and and also I was thinking that should I open like that that barber that I met that had the, the mobile barbershop, he still had an option to offer his clients to come to him. I'm like, of course, clients are going to come to you. They're going to pay less. You cannot give clients the option. If you want to be mobile, you have to dive in 
with your eyes closed and just say, that's it. This is all I'm doing. And it was, oh, you saw the video that I shared when I was crying, like I was not making money. I was so afraid to increase my prices. But that also has to do with how you feel about yourself. Right. Like if you're not confident of who you are and the things that you're doing, it's very hard for you to, to say, I deserve to make this much money for my hair. I deserve to make this much money for the hair color. I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you always feel like, like I had a client one time tell me, um, oh, don't talk about the economy on social media because you're a hairdresser and you don't know how the economy works. And I can explain to you. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what? I, I'm a hairdresser. I'm a business owner. I am a woman. Like, I'm independent. Like, so certain things that kind of just get recorded in your head. And then you might not feel insecure at that moment, but it gets to you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I just had to say, I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to increase my prices. I had to charge my worth. I studied with Anko Tran for hair color, hair haircut. And I studied with Johnny Ramirez for, for lifting hair color. And I know what I'm doing and I know they're charging a lot of money and uh, there's nothing different between them and me. Except for the convenience for your client. Yes. That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a win for them, you know? Yes, absolutely. So how do you manage, like, if you get stuck in traffic somewhere, um, like, obviously, (laughs) that's time out of your day. Is that something that you've talked about with your customers where, like, that is that factored into the cost of their hair appointment? Or how does that work? No, I I really haven't had that much time. I think I've I've probably been 15 minutes late to my appointments just because I I plan myself really well. I don't like to make my clients wait. So my sister's a hairdresser too, and now she rents a, a chair. She's really busy. She's been doing hair for 19 years. And at first, when I first started in the van, she was having a little bit of an issue with me, kind of oh, really the rivalry. And uh, <laughs> and she understands now that there's some clients that used to be with her, and they come to me now, and they're clients that were with me, and they go to her now. The clients don't know that my sister and I talk about this. But we, we both agree that it's not a competition, but it was just offering people what they need. Like the these she people that go to her and she's not that much cheaper or inexpensive. Yeah. But people that go to her just wanna pay a little less and they wanna spend ten hours in the salon. Full of people, blow dryers, because they're like twelve hairdressers renting chairs and the assistants and my clients don't like any of that. They're like me. I don't like going to that salon. She asked me, come to do your hair. And I'm like, mm, no, oh, I just, for me, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I like privacy. I like quiet. So I offer my clients what I like. Mm-hmm. I like the vibe of the peaceful. This is seen for you. I'm here for you. You don't have to wait for anybody else. And we can do, I can do a, a whole head of balayage for in three hours. Mm-hmm. And Long so hair. for you, you get the the value of knowing you're going to provide your clients with like a more customized private experience. You don't have to deal with like the hustle and bustle of the salon. And so then for you, if you get stuck in traffic for a few minutes here and there, it's like no, no worries to you because you know, you're still going to that like peaceful appointment that you're looking for. Yes. And my clients, like for example, moms of new babies, they come in, they put the foils, they go back in the breastfeed. They come, they love it. They come back out and, so I don't have to have coffee maker in the van because they bring me stuff. Like at first they used to bring me, do you want a margarita? I'm like, no, I'm driving. Oh my God, <laughs> how funny. cute. But they bring me all the time. They bring me food. They bring me coffee. And so it, that's that's convenient. It's fun. You mm-hmm. also get to know your client in a different level. Mm-hmm. 
like see how they live you know you don't invade their privacy which is good right so when I first started in the van a lot of people thought well how much would it be oh it would be a great business if you open the van like a bunch of vans but I realized as a hairdresser working in the van already that the van is not the actual business we are the business we can start doing mobile work without the van just setting up the same rules listen I get this this time and you know how all these apps that are tech companies, they have you working kind of like independent contractor and some people like it. I would not do that. I would, not, I would never do work for um, all these on-demand apps because they have no idea how hard it is to do what we do. Yeah. And they're charging little blowouts, blowout hair in a mobile blowout for like $60. And I'm thinking like, wow, that is probably... One of the worst services for us, for our health, we get carpal tunnel, nerve damage. It's I haven't terrible. heard of these. So so this is a company that does this, that people Whoa, can work I've for? Heard, I've heard of companies like Glam Squad or... Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, I have heard of that. I guess I just didn't understand exactly what it was. So Free? they're like independent contractors for that company. So they're like... You getting... sign up. Gotcha. Yes. And then and they then... give you the business and you just show up and get paid or whatever. Yes, they oh. show up and get paid. Mm. You see, but the thing is, like, in Florida, you cannot do mobile work, for example. I can only speak to Florida because I know the law here in Florida. Mm -hmm. In order to do mobile work in Florida, you need to have a van, mm. right? Because it has to be, like, in the space. It has to be in the space, and they need to be able to supervise it, like, like yeah. we're little kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if a hairdresser is with one of these apps, and then they get caught. The app is, is going to say, oh, well, we cannot get fined because we're, we're just a platform that connects people. We're not a salon. It's the hairdresser that's providing the service that is the one that's going to get the fine for doing. But when I got featured, like a month after I started my business, I got featured on the local TV station because the producer saw an ad that I bought on Facebook for $25 just learning how to buy a uh, an advertisement mm -hmm. and she saw it like at three in the morning and she's like what is it and they call me and they interview me but the first thing that they asked me was for my license number so press they don't like to promote illegal businesses right. they promote businesses that you know you're legal you're working yes I understand that I need the van for purposes of promoting my business but in this recession and that is one of the reasons why recession inflation everything that's happening right now many people are just very afraid of spending more and some people need to make money some people want to start their own business but they can open a suite they can afford putting buying a suite because the suites have increased so now the suites are really almost double what they used to be before mm -hmm. i don't know anywhere else but i know in miami the prices of the real estate have skyrocketed since covid i don't believe let's say if i'm a single mom and i want to make money doing mobile haircuts i wouldn't allow the government to stop me from doing the work if that's what I need to do to survive and raise my family and feed my kids, I will be doing mobile work and I will be promoting it because that is better than asking the government for help if you can afford your bills and you cannot eat. Right. So I feel like somehow we need to do something about it for many of us mm -hmm. because I get people writing to me all the time. I don't know how to do the mobile. I mean, in Atlanta, Georgia, they don't let you do mobile at all. Not in a van, not without the van. I'm like, how can you stop people from building a business that is making honest money? Everybody wants to work virtual, but we're going to be mobile. 
we're going to be mobile and we're going to be all independent people because mm -hmm. this is the future of our career. We did not go to beauty school to be employees in a salon. I'm sorry for salon owners, but a lot of salons are, are closing lately because everybody wants to be independent. Salons are renting chairs. They're turning it into salon suites. No one wants to be an employee. You want to work and be independent. You want to work for yourself and you don't want anyone to cut your wings. If you're creative about doing something, you want to be able to do it. And the cars are, have gotten really expensive. But if you can set up your business mobile and you can go to people's houses and do your work and make money and be independent, I don't see why anyone, not the government or anyone, should stop you from doing something that will benefit your family. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you were to try to coach a hairstylist to kind of follow your path, um, how much capital up front do you think they need in order to get like a van started? Because you have to so like, you, gonna, you have to buy the yeah. van, right? And then, but then you have to pay to get it like remodeled, right? Yes. Yeah. You can buy a new van. You can buy a, a used van. Yeah. Um, my van was passenger. So I still have my van seats in a storage that I've oh. been paying for, for a year. I don't even know what I'm going to do with them, but <laughs> who knows? Um, you get, you have to get a, a good working van because you don't want to get a van that's going to be a lemon after you build it out and it's not going to work. That's going to be very costly. Yeah. Then you need a generator. So I started with a regular regular generator, a portable generator, uh -huh. um, inverter, silent generator. So it doesn't oh. make too much oh, noise. That's nice. Right. And but now I want which they can cost from like three three thousand to seven thousand uh, dollars. But now when I get a commercial generator, those are over ten thousand dollars. That's my next upgrade. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just so it's easier. Um to restart it in between clients. Like a lot of dog groomers have those. Oh, okay. So the conversion, you need to buy the seat, like the salon seat. Mm -hmm. And there's certain requirements about the seat. You want to make sure that the seat reclines because it's going to be the same same seat you're going to use for washing hair. Yes. So it's not like you have to, you know, you don't have the space to have both. So you turn around the seat and I forgot the name of it when it's like a sink um, mirror. Uh -huh. The sink of the mirror. Um, they call it like a wet station or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, the so mirror. those kind of things like aren't terribly expensive, and you would buy most of those anyway if you went into a salon suite. You know, like a mirror and a yeah. chair and a sink and those kind of things are no big yeah, deal. They usually come with their seats, but people like to make it like their own. So you kind of put your own mirror and your yeah. own. Yeah. Kind of make so, it your own. The generator is a big seat, thing. Yeah, and the then... generator is probably the biggest expense. Mm -hmm. The AC. Oh, yeah. AC. You got to have like heating and cooling. Yes. Yeah, so my van is not on. When I'm working, the van is not running. The right. whole thing works from the generator. The, the salon in the back of the van is all working from the generator. Gotcha. Yes. I guess that um, makes sense. You don't want your van sitting there running for like three hours while you're balayaging someone. Exactly. And the yeah. generator uses a lot less gas. So I can use the generator for more than eight hours. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, yeah, the AC is like uh, RVAC. It's like a thousand dollars. So you buy your own thing maybe with like 15,000. Yeah. And the conversion, you have somebody in your house with very much PSF you build with the van. Yeah. But you're working with a lot of chemicals and you're working with water. So sometimes you're going to have water on the floor. You want to make sure that everything is sealed, waterproof. 
Hold on um, one second. Experience. Oh, there you go. It's like I lost you uh, with the audio for a second there. I couldn't oh. hear you very well. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, I'm like, do you, are you muffled a little bit? Is there something on your speaker? No. Oh, okay. Maybe just I'm our sorry. connection got a little weird for a second. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? A little bit. It's a little muffled still. I was like, fine. And then it kind of went away a little bit. No, I didn't even set up microphone. Right? Oh, I can hear you again now. It's fine. That was weird. Maybe it was just the connection. Sometimes things get strange. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So one more question with your prices. Um, have you looked at like what you're charging compared to like other salons in the area that are like standard, like people go to the salon and like, yes, I would imagine your services would be more expensive because it's like more of a luxury to have someone come to you. Do you find that to be true or not? Uh, yes and no. I am a little more than a lot of salons, especially for services like color retouch. You know, because it's like if I'm going to go to you, color retouch is a 45 minute wait for the yeah. color to process to cover gray or do gray blending. Uh, so that service is high. And then the haircuts, no, my haircuts, they start at 230, include, including blow. That's not that much mm -hmm. versus what I used to charge was like maybe $100 less mm -hmm. than that, but without going to you. Mm -hmm. And I compare my prices to some salons around me in the mm -hmm. area. Some charge more, some mm -hmm. charge less, but also some you're paying for decor, a name. Yeah. The big salons with the very elegant names and they have like a lot of... Uh, reputation of being very high-end they're usually all new hairdressers because a, a good hairdresser goes to the salon they build their clientele and then they leave and they constantly have hairdressers that are just like very you know um, outspoken and they yeah. like that vibe yes so but people still believe oh it's this salon I have one near me that's been there for a long time but I'm constantly fixing color from there because people do you're really paying just for the name and the brand and the history yeah. Not necessarily for the um, knowledge of the hairdresser. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I'm in between. Mm -hmm. But I have clients, like I have, for example, I have a lawyer that I see every month. And thinking about it, like if you're a lawyer charging, let's say, 500 and up per hour, but then your color retouch, you have to leave this, the office early, go get a retouch. You're literally wasting three hours versus coming to me and or let me go to your house booking my appointment with me i see her at five o'clock in front of her house she doesn't waste any time so the other retouch is costing her more a lot yes. more thousands of dollars more than what she's paying me because she has to take time off her work which is charging 500 and up per, per hour yes absolutely so, like if you you really have to be a good business person to understand the value that booking a service with me brings to your to your house to your to you, to your life. Yeah, that was the word I was going to say too, is like the value that people get out of it. Um, I'm curious when you started the, when you went from working in the salon suite to working in the van, did most of your clients follow you initially or were you in like a, you had to kind of transition and build a new clientele that wanted mobile services? Yes. Yeah, so at the beginning, some people um, follow me and then I started increasing the prices very little. I was like $50 more here and there. And every night I would be like, oh my God, what did I do? This is like terrible. Like I would drive home late and I was not being strict with my hours. I was trying to apply the same thing that I did in my suite. Like I would have people call me at any time. Yeah, I'll come see you. My suite was like two blocks from my house. 
And also a lot of these clients that you have that emotional connection with, so you give emotional discounts to, those yes. are probably the worst clients. It's the worst clients are the ones that are always expecting a discount. Right. Those well, we've taught them. You. They'll yeah. never believe in you. They will never follow you. Yes. Somebody that buys you on Groupon, they will never go to you once you increase your prices because they don't value themselves. They're not going to value you. Right. And you've like They're established a the relationship. They're looking for the cheapest. Right. So right. those are the worst clients. So yes, what happened when I recorded that video and I was driving home almost crying, thinking, oh my goodness, what did I do? Did I just invest? And I was telling one client that was my best friend at that moment. We were going out together, another another mom with kids, divorced. And, and I told her crying, I said to her, I need to increase my prices. I cannot live up what I'm doing right now. This is not working for me. And a month later, I never heard from her after, you know, for her appointment, because I was doing her hair every month. And then she would, she decided to go to another salon near me, one of those expensive salons. And I'm like, hmm, that's when I realized that's it. I'm going to charge when I charge. And I'm going to have the people that are going to value my work. And, you know, 75% of my clients are all new. Yeah. And I'm already, it's going to be two years working. And mm -hmm. thank goodness, because now I'm, I'm happy again. I'm happy working. When I get booked, I'm happy going to people's houses. Oh, I love to see you. And um, and I guarantee my work. If I do some work and they say, oh, the, this is looking like that, I will fix whatever I have to do. I will go back. I guarantee my work. So I love doing that because they pay full price. Mm -hmm. They pay what I'm worth. And if I'm worth and I pay what I'm worth, mm -hmm. I gladly will guarantee my work. Yeah. But if you don't make enough money, people that ask you for discounts, you give discounts. Oh, they're never happy. They want money back. And after you charge very little, you don't really want to guarantee any work after. It's like, oh, again, I don't want to see them again. You're, you want to be with people that you're happy with. Yes. I think it's that's really the, the money. Key. Yeah. Yes, it's like... Want you need to be able to serve people that like serve you in a way and like yes. are aligned with the things that you want to provide. And if those Absolutely. two are not matched up, we're neither person is ever going to be fulfilled, you know? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. So are you at a point now with your business? Like, do you still have room to grow or are you like almost like booked all the time? Like, where are you at with that? Yes. Yeah, so obviously I'm always having ideas and creativity on how to grow. So what I just started last week is um, doing color drop-off. So I'm, I'm dropping off professional hair color already mixed for the clients that just want to do a little retouch versus paying the full price. And now I'm not doing the delivery myself. Oh. So I just kind of like, I do the mixture. I have a color kit where they just blend in the, it's uh -huh. very professional. And um, so I just started that, that last week. But I'm also working on viewbyapp.com, uh, which is the platform to help um, anyone in the beauty industry, beauticians or barbers, to start building their mobile business, whether mm -hmm. they have a van or not, where they can get listed, they can get found for the exact, exact service they provide. Mm -hmm. Because that's another thing. Like um, the idea of Viewbar started, honestly, when I first opened my salon suite and I was trying to promote my business. And I lived a block away from, from the suite and I Googled balayage or haircut and I wouldn't find. And that's when I discovered, well, you have to be in the first page of Google. You have to pay. Then obviously you have all these corporations and big technology companies paying the first for the first pages. And I'm a small business. They're crushing me. 
Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I want to find a specific service. If I want to get my nails done, I want the specific nails that I want. Let's say dip or gel or whatever. I don't want to be calling every salon. Do you guys do nail art or do you do this? I don't want to be calling. I want to be. I want to know who's doing each specific service. So that's what I did. I ca- categorized every single service in the industry, from eyebrows to hair to makeup, anything service that could be um mobile. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on. I'll be like, I'll be ready to launch pretty soon. Um, and then, just a, a directory for people that are doing mobile. Gotcha. So you'll actually host a directory somewhere where customers can come and find who is available to do those services. Mobile. Yes. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hit like the, the providers first, which is yeah. all the professional providers, beauticians, yeah. barber, hairdressers, uh, makeup artists, mm-hmm. um, nail tech. Yeah, I, I, this is a really it's a beautiful industry, and I and I find it sometimes how very little credit we have. Yes. So, it's how like, do your clients find you currently? Is it mostly word of mouth right now, or how do they fi- how do they find you? Where are you listed? Word of mouth, Instagram, uh-huh. and Google, uh-huh. and Google. Yes. So, Google Business, you have to have like a location. Then, do you have like your home address listed as the location? Or so how does that I, I put mobile. So what I put is the area in the mobile and yeah, in the Google oh. I put area. So all the neighborhoods I travel, that's what I did. Oh, clever! Yeah, that yes. sounds good. Awesome. I, <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to see as this uh, directory comes out. I mean, I've thought about this with other parts of the industry too. Like how great would it be to have a directory of like, what if every single licensed cosmetologist, just to say, was, um, you know, they had like specialties or things they used or whatever, and it could categorize them so that any client anywhere could go to this directory and like type in. Uh, a specific service right yeah a specific service or even a specific product like if they're very picky and they want to use like organic color or they only like this one they could find someone in their industry in their area that uses that you know and it would just like exactly make everything so much easier you like extensions and people say do you do extensions i'm like okay we have like 20 different types of extensions these days exactly they're so different right so yeah you have you want to put i want web extensions i want taping extensions Mm-hmm. You want, instead of calling everyone salon and you have a bunch of salons and you don't really know who's providing what mm-hmm. and also who's available let's say I work at odd hours and I sleep during the day because I'm a nurse and I want to do my nails at three in the morning and there's a hairdresser somewhere who likes to sleep during the day and maybe or or a nail tech that wants to do nails at three in the morning yeah. you never know like there's always someone looking for the service that you are providing yes Right. There's a shoe for every food, they say. That's mm-hmm. a Spanish saying. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> but, but it's true. You're going to find someone that is like, oh, sometimes I'm traveling tomorrow. I wish someone would come do my nails at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or cut my hair. I have something important tomorrow, a meeting. I want to get a blow. There's always someone that's willing to do work at any time. Mm-hmm. So I wonder for you, like with your experience, having built out your van, have you had a lot of hairstylists that want to go mobile, try to ask you exactly what you did? to you know make it work yes they want to pick my brain they say they want to pick my brain i could almost i have a hairdresser i mean he's a barber Uh reach out to me i got to get my my daughter that reached out to me and uh, asking me how he could change his business because he built a van and it wasn't working for him but he also has a barber shop and i said no you need to focus you're going to generate results where you put your energy 
So if yep. you want the mobile business to work for you because eventually you want to close the barbershop, then close the barbershop. Mm-hmm. But it, because, because you're looking for independence, you don't want a headache, you want to work for yourself, you want to have more money in your pocket, that's different. Now, if you want to have a barbershop, then you hire a barber who could also manage it for you or yeah. and then you rent the chairs. Well, you yes. don't really have to have a manager. You rent the chairs. You let it generate money. You pay, you charge for rent, and then you work mobile. And you're going to lose some clients, mm-hmm. but the clients that are going to be with you are going to be people that you say, wow, they're willing to pay because they love my work so much that they're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where do you see yourself going? Like if I was to ask you, where are you going to be in five years with your business? What does that look like for you? Oh, my business in five years, the platform will be working. I will have people from all over the country sign up into ViewBar so they can start building their mobile business. Mm-hmm. And so what I will mean, that, is that like um, a membership kind of business or like courses people take or what do you, what kind of uh, services will you be offering at your website? So right now the website is still in, in the works yes. and I have a, a waiting list. But the other day, someone called me asking for a makeup artist. I found a local makeup artist in Miami because I, since I do mobile and people think it's a mobile salon, they think it's like all services. They call me for abdus, they call me for makeup. And I had this girl and um, she paid me just like a monthly fee, but she charges, she puts her prices, it's all her money. All I'm doing is providing is connecting the customer with the right professional. Okay, I see. So then you'll have this, you'll host a platform where the providers are going to pay you like a monthly fee or something yes. to be connected with the general public. For the, exactly, for the exact gotcha. service that they provide. Gotcha. No, that's, that's really clever. Like my, my initial idea, because obviously nobody, you want to keep your money, right? I don't yeah. like to give my commission of what I make to anyone else. Right. Um, and uh, and that's just the initial. That's what I'm doing initially. Oh, you know, as I grow, I see where that goes because technology changes daily. Yeah. And what's good right now, maybe in the future, is not. Yeah. So for now, so yeah, um, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Allow everyone to just have their own pricing, but also if they want coaching when it comes to pricing and how to do certain things, that's going to be available. Obviously, at a different um, rate mm-hmm. because that takes time. Mm-hmm. To coach people you know consultation and all that takes time yes but but yes i want everyone to be able to build their own business without a big investment gotcha because i i came from a mother who who used to didn't even have a car to go to beauty school i was 21 i believe when my mom went to beauty school and i would drop her off in the morning go to school i was working in an office from like uh nine to five job i would drop yeah. her off at eight in the morning to in beauty school i would go to work and at 5 p.m she was still there and I think that's what made her learn so much. She was working with every single person that went to the salon at the beauty school. And she was learning with everyone, just waiting for me. Yeah. And so I, I do believe that you can build you can build um, a big, solid business with nothing. Yes. Just with what you know from beauty school. Are, yes. We are the tools. Absolutely. 100%. And like, if you have the, if you have the grit and like the determination to make it happen, you can absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Any business is like that. You can Mm -hmm. have the greatest idea, but if you don't have the grit and the determination and the mindset to do so, Mm -hmm. you won't achieve anything, no matter how great your idea is. So for any business, you do have to put in the work, you have to put in the time 
everything that you have to do. You have to learn your market. Who do I want to market? What neighborhoods do I want to promote myself in? Yeah. So, yeah. One last question for you. So let's say in five years, your website platform takes off and you're doing really well with that. Do you see yourself stepping away from working behind the chair and like parking your van and not driving it anymore? Or do you think you just love it so much you want to keep doing it? No, I, I do like the van. I don't want to get rid of the van. I, yeah. I, I've thought of so many different scenarios and I'm like, no, I this is like the best way for me to work. Maybe not take new clients. Mm-hmm. Spoken like a true hairdresser there. We all like love the art so much that we don't want to give it up. I love that. Yeah. That's so great. I don't want to work in a location. Like I love being outside. I I like driving around. I know sometimes the traffic drives me crazy, but Mm -hmm. I just love knowing what's happening versus being in my little box that I used to be before with no windows. It drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, No. (laughs) I, I used to be in a suite where... I used to be in a suite that had no windows, but I was in front of one guy that was on the window. So at least his light would hit my my suite. But then after COVID, the landlord bought a new location that was a little fancier across the street from the University of Miami. And I said, oh, I want to go to this new building. I followed him to that new location and I had no windows. And And I say to him, had I not come to this location, I still wouldn't have the, I still be wishing on the van. But the fact that I was here, it kind of pushed me out to like, no, go to the van because you're going to go crazy if you don't see the daylight. You need fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in a salon suite or are you in a salon? I actually have a studio at my house now, and it's like my um, recording, podcasting, and beauty studio. So That's um, amazing. That's what my mom started. It's really, really wonderful. Yeah. And I spend most of my time recording podcasts and doing online education at this point, but I still have the little hair chair for like when I bring in models and I need to work on people. And so it's really convenient. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Well, for anyone- That's how my mom started. My mom started in the house. She built the salon in the garage. She she converted the garage. So when she did Shakira's hair- Shakira went to, she was in, in the garage. Getting oh my God, that's my so mother. fun. <laughs> when she launched her first, first English album. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so fun. What a good story. <laughs> well, it's clear that you're very passionate about the industry and that you understand the value that you provide, right? Um, going back to like your mom's story and your sister's and like you just, you see the power and the value of what we do for a living. And so I think it's great what you're doing. And I hope that for anyone that's listening, that is curious about being a mobile hairstylist, that they come and follow you. Um, so where would my listeners find you on like social media and website? So my Instagram is where I'm mostly active, viewbar.van. That's mm-hmm. B-A-U-B-A-R. B-E-A-U-B-A-R dot van. Mm-hmm. And then viewbar app. That's the second. So okay. when I'm ready to launch. But they can sign up on the waiting list at viewbarapp.com. Wonderful. So they can be reached out once the platform is ready to launch. And um, and Facebook is uh, viewbar is the okay. page. And then if anyone had any questions for you um, and wanted to ask you something personally, would you prefer that they send you like a DM on Instagram or do you have an email that's preferred? Yeah. uh, Instagram is fine. I always reply. Awesome. Love it. Respectful messages. I always reply. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hopefully anyone that's listening wouldn't leave you a disrespectful (laughs) message. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't at this point. Right. It's all the weird haters and the trolls out there. And online. (laughs) Awesome. 
social well, media is a little weird for me. <laughs> it is. I know. And I, I have a love-hate relationship with it myself, right? It's like, I understand the value in it, but it's also just so strange. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thank sharing you so your story. I, I, I love all of it. It's very inspiring, you know, and I thank think you that so much. your messaging is going to really resonate with a lot of people. So, oh, I hope um, it does. That's yeah. really my purpose. I tell you every day when I pray, I say, God, use me as an instrument to do better things in this world, because that's, that's probably the hardest things to do. We all want to do it, but we don't know how to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right on, sister. Thank you for your podcast, though. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, okay. So I know you have things to do and so do I. So we'll wrap up here. But so for anyone that's listening, go find you on Instagram. And then I will link anything in the show notes that is helpful for people for like clickable links and whatnot. And we will just kind of wait to see what happens with your platform. Right? Yes. 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 Thank you so much. Chris. Wonderful. Okay. It. You have a All wonderful right. day and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Carolina from Bubar Van or Bubar.Van. Um, isn't she fantastic? I know she was very um, anxious about being interviewed and I'm like, no, girlfriend, you are amazing. You're doing wonderful things. She freaking nailed it, right? I'm so proud of her and I'm so excited to see where she takes this business. But if you want to get a hold of her, make sure to check the show notes here where I will have all those links for you and then just get out there and be inspired and find something that lights you up like her, right? I mean, that's what it's all about my friends. So as I always like to say, happy hair day. And until next time, I'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you. That's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind the chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.